Welcome to the Dream Big, My Friend podcast, where you will find all the inspiration you need to begin living a more intentional life today. Because no matter where you are right now in life, it's never too late to dream big, my friend. And now here's your host, Francis Vitakovic. Welcome, my friend, to this episode, which is all about why you are primed to feel negative and why you sometimes feel like you are never happy. So I am so excited to speak about this topic because I honestly think that your life will become so much easier when you know this information and when you embrace it and understand why you are primed to feel negative in life. So that's my goal for you guys in this episode, to be able to come back and revisit this episode over and over again when you feel like you need some clarity on why you sometimes are negative in life. So this conversation starts with having a chat about our primitive brain or what some experts call the old brain, which is a part of our brain which is wired for survival. So this part of our brain is the oldest part of the brain, which is designed to take care of all our most basic functions in life. So it includes breathing, uh, managing our heart rate, food digestion, sleeping, and most importantly of all, when it comes to relating to this episode, it's about our attention. So as you can see, when I talked about all the things that the primitive brain manages, you know, such as keeping our bodies breathing and our hearts beating and our bodies primed to have some rest for your sleep and digesting food because we need food to survive. It's all about the most basic things that we need to survive in this world. But the thing that we're going to be looking today is the attention part of our primitive brain. So as I've already mentioned, our primitive brains are wired to keep us alive. And in the past, this involved being, you know, on the lookout for danger. Think back to the days when cavemen existed. They had to be on the lookout constantly with their attention on high alert to survive. They were primed to be aware of whether there were predators around that might eat them for dinner. Back then, the fear kept them safe. It kept them from stepping outside their comfort zone, from taking silly risks, from doing things that potentially put their life at risk. But now fast forward to today. Even though our life today is vastly different from the world that the cavemen lived in, we still have that part of the primitive brain that exists to keep us safe. Okay, it didn't go away. We still have it. And it's there to make sure that we don't do anything dangerous. Our brains are actually primed to be alert for negative situations. Any negative situation that could transpire, we are on the lookout for those things. That primal part of your brain, which is your hindbrain and medulla, is responsible for your survival, for your instinct and for your drive. So when it is engaged and kicked into gear, the other part of your brain, which is your prefrontal cortex or your modern brain, sort of takes a back seat. Okay, that is important to understand. So just to remind you, your prefrontal cortex is the part of your brain that helps you set and achieve goals. It's the part that helps you with reasoning and problem solving and clear thinking. We love this part of the brain nowadays because it's a part that helps us grow and dream big and chase our goals, etc. But as I just mentioned before, all of this great brain functioning, the modern part of our brain, it gets switched off for a bit when the primitive part of your brain decides that it has noted danger in the air. So the biggest issue nowadays is that the perceived dangers that we often face in the real world are not real dangers at all. So generally speaking, our lives nowadays are a lot different from the ways humans lived millions of years ago. I think we can all admit that. We can all see a difference. The early humans used to live in caves. They were hunters and gatherers. Every day for them was a struggle because their personal safety was an ongoing concern and a genuine concern. 
they genuinely were under threat. They could be attacked at any moment by a predator, another human might come past and challenge them for their possessions or their territory. They they had to be on high alert. But nowadays, we sleep in comfortable beds and we have houses that have a front door that locks. Okay, we don't have to worry about strangers coming in and trying to steal all our stuff all the time. There are laws that exist to protect us from harm and our properties from being stolen from us and keep our communities running smoothly, or at least that is the plan. That is the purpose of having a law in place. We can now actually go to a shop to buy some food. Okay, we don't have to go out there hunting for it. We have air cons and heaters that keep us warm in winter and cool in summer. Generally speaking, our lives are a lot safer than they were millions of years ago. But, and this is a massive but, you still have that pruny part of your brain that is primed to be on lookout for dangerous situations and negative situations. We are wired to feel fear, which in the past kept us safe, okay? We all feel fear nowadays, but back then it protected us from perceived threats to our existence. Whereas in the past that fear was real, humans nowadays experience a great range of, I call it modern fears, they're actually a lot of emotional fears that still contribute to that same flight or fight response within us. So some of the fears that we have now, we can sort of understand like fear of heights and fear of spiders and snakes or fear of being in a really tiny, small space that we can't easily escape. Those fears sort of make sense because our ancestors struggles with the same fears and back then those fears kept them safe. But let's look at the fears or the sort of fears that we have nowadays. We have a fear of public speaking. We have fears of success, of stepping outside our comfort zone, of failure, Fear of what might other people think. Okay, that's a massive one. Fear of imperfection. Fears that are learned in today's society. Those are learned fears. Because in reality, we're not going to die if we speak in front of an audience. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is that someone might not like what we're saying or maybe make fun of us. And so what we experience as a result of that is, yes, some discomfort and possibly negative emotions, but that's really it. And the same truth applies to failure. If you experience failure nowadays, the worst that's going to happen is you experience failure. That's what's going to happen. You're going to have some negative emotions. You can cope with a negative emotion and it will pass. So you can always pick yourself up, start again. Fear of success is a really interesting one. It often comes down to the fact that we actually feel like we're not really worthy of that success. So in our minds, we try to keep ourselves thinking small rather than thinking big. And as far as caring for what other people think, there's no real danger there. Fear exists still because we don't want to look stupid or silly or we don't want to not be accepted by other people. Those situations actually make us feel uncomfortable. We might not like the way they feel. And even though it's not a fear that protects us from dying and keeps us alive, there's still imagined dangers that feel really real to us, okay? For some reason, there's something about those situations that make us feel like we're under threat. This is a new version of a perceived threat or danger to us that didn't exist millions of years ago, but it still brings on that physiological reaction inside our bodies and it makes us want to run or hide or do whatever we can to avoid the situation. So it's really, really important to understand that in many instances, these new fears are a learned behavior and we can actually work to overcome them by choosing to think something different about the perceived threat. Because remember the the key word here is perceived. It is your perception of that event. It is the thoughts that you're having about that situation that makes you think that it's a dangerous one and you can shift your thoughts. So fear 
I just want to point out that fear is an emotion that will always exist, okay? You can't get rid of fear altogether. It's a natural, powerful, primitive emotion. It induces in us this automatic response that causes our bodies to react in particular ways like increased heart rate or sweating or nausea. But now that we have the power and the knowledge to understand that some of these emotional fears are there because we are, they are learned behaviors, we can actually manage them through intentional thought work. And the same truth applies to thinking negatively on a daily basis. So going back to the, what this whole episode is about, why do we do it? Like we know that we shouldn't think differently, but we sometimes feel like our brains naturally just go there, go to that place that we point out everything that is wrong with the situation rather than focusing on the positive stuff. So have you ever noticed that yourself, that sometimes you wake up and your focus falls on all the things around you that aren't quite right, the things that need to be fixed, or we point out faults in ourselves or in other people, or you generally just feel negative or pessimistic. So I remember learning about this when I was doing my psychology degree, and I thought, oh my gosh, is this actually a normal thing? Like I thought it was a weird thing that I used to just do myself, but it turns out totally normal. This feeling is officially called a negativity bias or negative bias, and it's our tendency to pay more attention to the bad things around us rather than focusing on the good. Now, here's a light bulb moment that was a light bulb moment for me, and I hope it is for you too. We need to understand this is just a result of evolution. Once upon a time, this bias was there to keep us safe. Our brains were hardwired to look for negative situations because back then they were threats. Only the craziest cavemen back then would have been internally optimistic and trusted everyone and never assumed the worst. And guess what? They probably didn't live a long time. There is a good chance that if you were that way inclined, like way too positive, you probably wouldn't have lasted as long as some of your more cautiously pessimistic peers. Back then, being cautious and pessimistic worked to people's advantage. So even though we dislike it when our brains go to this default place of judging people or criticizing others or wishing that we wouldn't notice the negative stuff all the time, I want you to know it's totally normal. You are not weird. You are not being mean. You're not a lost cause. All you are is a totally normal human being who is wired that way. Every single human being in this world has a human brain and is wired in this way. Okay, so take that in. If there's one thing that I want you to take away from this episode, it's the fact that those feelings of noticing the negative stuff or sometimes feeling negative, it's just the way that the primitive brain works. It really is. We are hardwired that way. But Before we leave, I want you to understand that we aren't living in caves anymore and that primitive part of your brain is just one small part of your brain. We also have our prefrontal cortex, remember? We love that part of the brain. We can use it to shift our attention back to the things that we want to achieve in our life. We can recognize that those negative thoughts exist, okay? Now you know it's a thing. It's a thing that when it happens, totally normal, but you can just say hello to those feelings. How are you? And after you've sat with them for a bit, let them go. Now, just because a negative thought enters your mind does not mean that you need to entertain it. It does not mean that you need to make it your new best friend. It does not mean that you need to invite it over for dinner or keep it company for the next 10 years. Instead, let it come to you. Have a little conversation with it if you need to. 
Don't resist it. I never recommend it resisting a feeling. Allow it to come like it's come there for a reason. Let it say its peace and bid it farewell. You can talk to that feeling rationally, like with a level-headed attitude where you recognize that it isn't a useful emotion. And I actually recently found this great quote by Anella Rufus, which explains negativity bias so well. And this is what she wrote. We can change our brains, but it takes time and diligence because the human brain has a built-in negativity bias whereby it stores and learns from its negative experiences far more readily and lastingly than it stores and learns from positive ones. This is a natural survival strategy by which the body records danger signs for future reference. And it is far more useful for an evolving creature to remember hungry lion bites than to remember the flowers are pretty. Thus, we are neurologically wired to remember more vividly and lastingly negative experiences, say a public scolding, rather than remember a good experience such as hitting a home run that occurred on the same day, even though both experiences carried with it the same emotional intensity at the time. So there you have it. And hopefully you have a better understanding now why you might sometimes feel like you're primed to look for the negative stuff in life or you, why you might remember more of the negative things that happen, let's just say, in your family, in your marriage, at your work and your school, rather than holding on to all the positive experiences. It's because our brains are wired that way, totally normal. But now that you know that this negativity bias exists, you can consciously retrain your brain to look for the positive stuff instead. Now, this does take time and work, but it is really worth the effort. In the meantime, just grant yourself some grace when you notice yourself feeling negative. Feeling negative really is just another reminder that you are a normal human being. Now, of course, we can work together at flipping the switch to having a more positive attitude. That is something that I want to speak about more on this podcast. We want to be more positive. We want to be more optimistic. We want to be more at peace. We don't want to feel negative all the time, but just know that that negativity is just a default human tendency where we're primed to pay more attention to the negative stuff. So when it happens, just tell yourself, okay, I'm just being a normal human. This is nothing that I have to be worried about. The fact that I'm looking for the negative stuff but you can shift your attention. You also have that power. Remember that primitive brain does not rule your brain. It just sits there in the background. I've spoken about it before. It's a toddler in the backseat that wants you to listen to it when it's screaming, but you're in the driver's seat and you decide where you want to go. You don't have to stop and listen to that toddler and do whatever it needs or wants you to do. It is not the boss of you. It seriously isn't. Now, the good news is, is that we can actually correct the brain's inbuilt negativity bias by spending even more time focused on all the good things around us. You need to consciously do that. This is like a positive thinking muscle. It's like any muscle in your body. It gets stronger and stronger the more consistently you exercise it. So just be aware of the fact that it's really important that you do focus on all the good things in your life. And like all habits and all good habits, it takes consistency. It takes practice. It takes daily intentional thinking and focus. But I know that you have it in you and I am just trusting that you understand how important it is to focus on the positive because our brains are wired to look for the negative. So I hope that this episode has been really useful for you. I wanted it to be like a little truth bomb or light bulb moment where if you ever get stuck in that place where you think that you're judging people too much or criticizing or being a little bit negative, even though you don't want to be that way and you might actually be working really hard to be more positive and intentional and grateful in your life, 
Just know negativity bias, totally normal, and you can work to retrain your brain to be less focused on the negative. But will it ever go away forever? Probably not. But as long as you understand, totally normal human feeling, emotion, let the emotion come, don't resist it, allow it to come it and bid it farewell because you do not want to dwell on negative stuff forever. Even if our brains sort of want us to notice all the bad things around us, you can turn your attention to the good. So as always, thank you so, so much for being with me here on this episode. You know, I love and appreciate you all, and I cannot wait to catch you in the next episode. Until then, dream big, my friend. Thank you so much for listening. If you loved this episode, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out. And if you really loved it, you can show your support by leaving a review on iTunes. For more inspiration, head over to dreambigmyfriend.com, where you will find even more content for all the dreamers out there. Until next time, dream big, my friend.